The views expressed on the Big Gay Radio Show may not necessarily be the views of the Nathan B. Stubblefield Foundation or those of the staff or management of WMNF. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to celebrate love, life, and all things LGBTQIA+. It's the Big Gay Radio Show, only on 88.5 WMNF. Now live from the WMNF studios in Tampa, it's the Big Gay Radio Show. 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I'm your show twink here on the Big Gay Radio Show, joined by a gaggle of gays, Esme Russell and Brian Hankson. Hey, hey. Hello. How y'all doing? (laughs) Hobbling and limping along. You, uh, you seem a little hobbly. Hobbly, yeah. Uh, gimp. I'm not necessarily disabled, but um, I am hurting. When my mom (laughs) broke her ankle, um, or broke something in her leg, we called her Peggy. Yeah. (laughs) So. Because she had a peg leg? Yeah. 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 So, shout out to you, Mr. Peggy. I mean, it's bad, but it's only an inside joke. It's like. It's like, well, Mean Girls, and we'll talk about Mean Girls, but it's like Mean Girls when he said uh, he's too gay to function. Only I could, only Janice can say that. <laughs> it only is funny when, when you say it about your mom, but if I say, if I call your mom Peggy. I'll throw my shoe at you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah uh, Brian was in Orlando, and he did a softball tournament, and he rolled his ankle during uh, some of his games. I did that, but the, the real kicker is um, I... Um, I pulled a muscle on my quad. So it's closer to my hip flexor, and it's just I, I, everything I can do with my right, like I can't do with my left. So so I'm just like hobbling along, just trying to get by. Well, we're glad that you're here, well, even I'm though I had to drive I'm here. here. I'm just trying my best. That's all <laughs> I can say right now. Are you limping? Uh, slightly. He's, uh, been, he's been pushing it a little bit. Pushing it. I, I compared myself to the slug monster that was in Monsters Is U. it painful? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's painful to the touch right now, but my dog keeps jumping on it. <laughs> telling him, like, no, get down. Get down, <laughs> he George. He doesn't know what you're going through. He doesn't know, but so, he's just so happy. So if somebody wanted to join you in being injured because of softball. I don't know why. You but. uh you you posted a little bit ago that you guys are are doing some tryouts, right? Um yeah, uh they're called new player assessment clinics and um anybody that is new to the league has to go through a clinic first and then um they will assign you a team. So unless you already found the team then you can still go to new player clinic but the the key thing is if you're a new player to the league you have to attend that clinic no matter what. So, yeah, that's that. Um, the tryouts are, uh, I wouldn't say call it a tryout. It's more of an assessment. But that is on January 21st, which is this weekend, um, or this Sunday, rather, uh, February 11th and March 2nd. Sounds fun. Yep, it is. I've been in part of the league. I've been part of the gay league for 15 years. And you're a but, Hall of Flamer, too. Hall of Famer. And in a couple of weeks, we're about to have another Hall of Flamer on to talk big gay softball. But that's uh, that's Valentine's week. That's fun. Yeah. Well, we're also joined by an extremely special guest. We are joined by Rachel Cavello. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I said that right. Cavello. Cavello. Welcome, say. welcome. Thank you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do for a living, basically? 
Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I wear a few different hats um, in the community. I, I primarily, my primary role or my primary career is I own Outcoast.com, which is a LGBT travel blog that started as a Florida-focused travel blog. So I always joke that my job is to bring gays to Florida, which seems a little... A little harder nowadays. A little harder nowadays. Um, We recently, this past year, decided to branch out a little bit. We still, our big focus will always be Florida um, because I think it's really important to amplify the good that's happening in the state right now and the inclusive experiences throughout the state. Um, But we are branching out without Coast Nation to do more national content um, and really, again, highlighting more of the, I'm calling it small town U.S. gay. So huh. <laughs> I like that. Good for, good yeah. for who? <laughs> what? Good for who? Good for... Because the gay community is under attack. Yeah, well, like I said, you know... So I'm trying to figure out who is good for. <laughs> I'm trying to figure... I'm not sure who is good for. I don't know anybody that's having a good time right now. I know we feel... In Florida, you mean? Oh, oh I yeah. Think I think we're under yeah. massive assault. Yeah, I don't know. think I've ever seen it anything like this in the history of this uh, the state that I've lived. I'm I'm 62 years old. I've seen a lot. I've never seen anything like this. Even when it was illegal for me to do drag, it wasn't this bad. Yeah, you know, you know? We, obviously we have challenges in Florida, and there's a lot of news all over about everything negative happening in Florida. Um, you know, I do have I have the pleasure of you know traveling around the state and meeting people that are doing good things. So, you know, I, I think it's a, yes, it's a difficult time in Florida with politics, especially for our trans community, um, drag queen communities, um, and those, you know, the BIPOC communities within within the LGBT community. Um, but when you get to travel the state and meet the pride groups throughout the state and meet the people that are working, you know, right in their community and, and creating some changes, it's it's really kind of neat to see all the stuff that's actually happening, the, the good that's happening and the, the inclusive experiences. Because, yes, there are lots of things going on in Florida, but there are still a lot of really beautiful places to visit that, that do welcome all travelers. It's, it's extremely Hillsborough, easy to get. Hillsborough County is one of them. I mean, we we yeah. are like a little yeah. safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right here. Hillsborough and Pinellas. Yeah, yeah I, definitely I feel agree. like we're a safe space. But you travel outside, like when I book out to different smaller cities, mm-hmm. I can feel the heat. Yeah. Uh, when I go to Lakeland, I'm often told, be careful, you know, when you leave, don't get pulled over. Yeah. I said, well, I'm not driving. Okay, good. Don't drive, you know, just in case. And so it's gotten to that point now that, you know, a trans person has to be worried about getting pulled over in certain places. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do in every article we write on our website, I do note that when an article is written from my perspective, obviously I'm a... 40-some-year-old white lesbian who can pass as straight if I wanted to. So, you know, if I'm traveling by myself, that's obviously, um, it's, it's easier it's for me. It's your experience. Right, it's my experience. However, we, you know, Outcoast does represent more than just me and my demographic. Um, you know, my wife is also um obviously a lesbian or, or we wouldn't be together. <laughs> um, but my wife is extremely masculine. So even though she's not trans, she's probably a little closer to that non-binary type spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she walks into a bathroom, she definitely gets women that, I mean, she has, she has more muscles than most like circuit boys I've seen. So, like, you know, she's probably ripped. more than I she, do. Yeah. I mean, she's ripped. And so when she walks into like a women's bathroom, they look at her for a second. Yeah. Hey, are you supposed to be here? Um, but there are, we have 
done a lot to diversify the people that are traveling with me. So, you know, when I go to different destinations and I work with destination partners, um, Visit Tampa Bay is definitely one of the ones that we work with a lot to create content because Hillsboro is very inclusive. Um, we do make sure that it's not just me in videos anymore. It's not just me in the content. Um, I've brought out mixed race couples of all genders, um, ages, et cetera, just to get their perspective. And, and typically after that experience, I'll say to them, hey, how did you feel? Like what, you know, what was your lived experience in this destination? Because I'm sure it was probably a little different than mine or you might've noticed things um, different. I actually took a couple out to see, um, Crystal River. Uh, you know, Citrus County is a very different world than St. Pete or Tampa. And it was a trans woman and her wife, and they had a lovely time. We were very, you know, we made sure we were working and visiting companies that we knew were either LGBT owned or inclusive or welcoming. Um, and, you know, fun fact, the marketing person up there is also part of the community too. So, you know, there's a, there's a nice connection there. So, so my, the, the bulk of what I do is running outcoast.com. Um, I also host Florida's um, only LGBT tourism convention. We kicked it off this past year, actually in Tampa. Um, we kicked it off right in the, uh, at the Hilton downtown. And um, it was, the goal was to bring together tourism leaders from throughout the state of Florida to have the conversations that aren't being had on the state level. So, you know, in the tourism space at statewide, you know, the governor's convention on tourism, which that a governor actually never goes to, um, but the topics there would never cover some of these issues anymore. They're just kind of avoiding them at that level. So the Florida Outcoast Convention is what we were, what we did, we call it Flock. Um, that was a space where we could have those conversations that were important to travelers and in, in the community. Um, so that's kind of the I know. The I know we were on a warning. I know there was a warning mm -hmm. for people to try not to travel to this state if they yeah. were gay or LGBT. I know there was for a while. I don't know if that's been lifted. I doubt that it has. Yeah, there was. So it was actually technically called an advice. It was an advisory. An advisory um, yes. and, I, and I like to clarify that, you know, when when the advisory came out, I think there was a lot of confusion because even on, you know, Quality Florida was definitely one of the ones that, you know, I kind of spearheaded the don't say gay um, for, you know, the the, the slogan, the don't verbiage, say gay, the yeah. verbiage, yeah. that's what I was looking for. Um, and they also were very much involved in the travel advisories that came out. And, and really what the advisory was, was, hey, if you're traveling to Florida or thinking about moving to Florida, here are some of the laws that you should be aware of. Um, it may or may not affect you personally. You know, as a, as a lesbian, it probably wouldn't affect me nearly as much as it might parents with trans kids or a transgender person needing medical attention or medical care. Um, and it typically will affect more of the local than the traveler coming to the destination. Although the perception and the, you know, the biases could totally affect obviously some of those minority communities. So there was some, some confusion because all of a sudden on those same social media pages, like quality Florida words, like warnings were being used instead of advisory. And I think it became a lot more, um, confusing. And then the term boycott was thrown around. Um, there was never officially a boycott. Um, they also, the HRC also issued a national travel advisory to the U.S. Uh, as well around that same time, basically saying, um, you know, there are different states in, in, in the country that may not be as inclusive or might have laws that limit, um, you know, you being able to be authentically who you are um, in those destinations. So yeah. it's more of an advisory than a mm -hmm. don't travel here. Right. Okay. Well, and it's yeah. the same thing that uh, the African-American community does have when it comes to previous uh, sundown towns. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you 
it's not like if you go into the middle of the nicest part of St. Petersburg, you're going to run into an issue of crime. But if you're in the middle of the bum alleys of of, uh, the middle of Florida, you know, you'll probably get ran into by an alligator or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were also trying to get people not to come here to live. Yes. Because if you are a certain type of person, you know, for example, somebody that's trans, your life is going to be very difficult here. Yeah, and, and again, know? I, and I don't I have... Live under my white, I live under my... Because uh, I pass as white. I'm not mm-hmm. white. I'm Cuban. Uh, of Cuban ancestry. So mm-hmm. I live under my white privilege and my passable. I function very effortlessly in society as a woman. So I don't have any problems. I go in and out of bathrooms. I shop. Mm-hmm. I go to, I do everything that every girl does around here. No problem. But I'm fortunate. But I think about people not like me. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. my privilege is great. That's great for me. But it's not just about me. I got to think about, you know what I mean? I work, with pe- I work with lots of people that can't function that way. Yeah. Okay. So I got a, I'm a, an brand ambassador for a company called Fabstays. Mm. Yeah, I love Robert. Yes. Robert Keller is amazing. So um, I haven't talked to him in a while about this Your either. Tampa video was amazing. I got to yeah, see that. Yeah, so, yeah. So I think about him all the time because this is a difficult mm-hmm. environment to be in, you know. But I think for visiting, it's not as bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right because yeah. people aren't coming down here for it to be the the safe haven for trans uh, healthcare or abortions no. or anything like that, like a, a California or something. Let's go into a little bit of a music break. This is Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show. I know. 
in the streets royale from rupaul's drag race and you're listening to the big gay radio show on 88.5 wmnf <laughs>
<laughs> I'm Joanna Grosso, and this is your LGBTQIA plus news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In Florida, a Florida bill banning political flags from government buildings and schools is a step closer to becoming law. Before the Constitutional Rights Rule of Law and Government Operations Subcommittee on Wednesday, Representative David Barrero presented his bill, HB 901. If passed, the bill would prohibit the display of flags that represent a political viewpoint, including but not limited to a political partisan, racial, sexual orientation and gender, or political ideology viewpoint. The POWMIA flag, the firefighter memorial flag, and the honor and remember flag would still be permitted to fly alongside the U.S. and Florida state flags. According to Representative Randy Fine, the bill's other sponsor who said Nazi or white supremacy flags would be considered racial alongside Black Lives Matter flags, Confederate flags would also be barred, according to Barrero. During a lengthy public comment period, the committee heard from LGBTQ plus Floridians and teachers who worry their right to free expression would be stifled by the bill. A parent who identified himself as a Republican accused his party of coming after children for political reasons. The committee voted to approve the bill in a 9-5 to vote that fell along the party lines. In Colorado, Anderson Lee Aldrich, the shooter who killed five and injured 19 at the LGBTQ plus nightclub Club Q in Colorado Springs in November 2022, will plead guilty to 74 federal charges, including 50 federal hate crimes and 24 firearm violations as part of a plea deal agreement, according to court documents. The deal came earlier after Eldridge initially pleaded not guilty to the charges earlier on Tuesday. If the deal is approved by the judge, Eldridge will avoid the death penalty and instead serve multiple concurrent life sentences in another 190-year prison sentence. In Tallahassee, hundreds of LGBTQ plus advocates rallied in Tallahassee for Equality Florida's pride at the Capitol kickoff January 16th through the 17th, a weekly campaign designed to combat what the organization calls the quote, 60 most dangerous days in Florida. Florida's 2024 legislative session began January 9th with an alarming slate of over 20 new anti-LGBTQ bills, Equality Florida notes. They include House Bill 599 and Senate Bill 1392, which they call Don't Say Gay or Trans at Work, and HB 1233 and HB 1639, the Trans Erasure Bill. Attendees included representatives from P-Flag Safety Harbor and Drag to Talay, of which Equality Florida's Trans Action Special Events Coordinator, Angelique Godwin, was an original organizer. Organizers would also utilize the pride at the Capitol to praise legislation sponsored by State Senator Chevron Jones and Central Florida's Representative Anna Eskimi, dubbed the Health Care Freedom Act. Equality Florida says it, quote, would restore Floridians' fundamental rights and freedom to make their own personal health care decisions without political interference. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your LGBTQ Plus News from the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grosso on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gate community calendar. It's opening week for Job Site Theater as they present Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater through February 11th. This is a must-see show with an incredible cast. Get tickets and more info at jobsitetheater.org. On Sunday the 21st, get those forks ready. It's a Sugar Shane's Pudding Cakes pop-up bakery at Arcane Aleworks from 2 to 7. The event will feature 20 cheesecakes, 8 flavors of banana pudding, and you can even build your own cheesecake. Arcane Aleworks is located at 2480 East Bay Drive in Largo. Found Family Collective is having its first ever wellness and resource fair for our LGBTQ plus community. Reserve your spot now for Monday, February 5th from 5 to 8.30 at the Allendale United Methodist Church in St. Pete. You can RSVP and get all the details by visiting the Found Family Collective's Facebook page. And wrestling fans, Saturday the 27th, Effie is coming to town for the Big Gay Brunch 8. You can get a full list of the matches and tickets by visiting biggaytampa.eventbrite.com. This has been your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. 
Every Friday at 2 p.m., it's Live Music Showcase here on WMNF. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. It's a deep dive show. We dig into the message behind the music through song and interview. We have your new favorite bands from right in your own backyard. Listen to Live Music Showcase every Friday at 2 p.m. after the news headlines. Mark your calendars, Tampa Bay. The Big Gay Radio Show has announced that WMNF's Big Gay Bingo is back at Cocktail. Join us Monday, February 12th at Cocktail St. Pete for a night of bingo fun hosted by Alexis De La Mer. Balls start dropping at 8 o'clock. For more information, visit the Big Gay Radio Show's Facebook page.
You're listening to the only LGBTQ radio show in Tampa Bay. The Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF. I got a good man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. A mighty, mighty good man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. 
88.5 WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I'm your show twink here on the Big Gay Radio Show, hanging out with my pink headset. I'm joined by the beautiful Esme Russell and Brian Hinkson. Looking very gay. Always. And I have a black and red. Those pink headset is is very gay. I like them. Well, I, um, we went on to 102.5 The Bone, and uh, we get there, and WMNF has spoiled us. Yeah. Because all of the headphones in here work. Yeah. We go to uh, 102.5 The Bone. They had me with a headset that was completely broken. Half broke, half was off. Half like half the headset was like ripped off and like. And what he means is the padding. The half the padding, yeah. Can yeah. I get one of the? Can I get one? I would like to order one. I can get you a link to it. Yeah, well, these are said, these really good. So I would like you to send me a link because what I want to do, but I want to have a drag queen one. Oh. Put rhinestones on mine and kind of yeah. yeah, glamour it up. <laughs> have an what, Esme headphone. Do so you know what, what I'm saying? I, what do they call the, the hot cock glue rhinestoning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get there. I'll, no, bedazzled. I'll, I'll bedazzled. Yeah, I'll you somebody, wanna... <laughs> I'll have somebody bedazzle it for me. Mm, kind I of like that. Hot. Yeah. Yeah, so the ones I have are Bluetooth and, and wired. So Mine's I not as fancy on. as his. But I have a pair like his but as those well. Those are very cute, though. Thank you. I want the pink ones. <laughs> yeah, I just think they're cute. I think a guy wearing pink is cute. Well, you're gay enough you can wear it. So um, the, the reason why I got the pink headset as opposed to any other color was primarily, shout out to my mom. Um, I really wanted a pink bedroom when I was a kid. And she's like, pink's for girls. And I'm like, yeah. you need to eat poopy because you were <laughs> mean. I want pink. Yeah. I was like six. Do you remember the, the My Buddy dolls? The My Buddy yeah, dolls? Yeah, well, no. I'm yeah, my buddy. these babies. Well, Do you remember My Buddy? Well, the, well, the, uh, the My Buddy doll. It was, um, it was like the blue and yellow striped yeah, shirt so with the red suspender. Or, doll? Kind of, but cuter. No, but a little bit. It had a, it had a very hard Chucky, head. The Chucky doll, the birth of that idea came from the My Buddy oh, did doll. did it? Yes, yeah. So yeah. all I remember when I was little is I had this dream one night where I was at like a fair and wanted to, and the prize in my dream was a My Buddy doll. And <laughs> I won the prize and they said, you can't have it because you're a girl. Yeah. So you have mm. to have a my kid sister. And I was like, well, I don't want a my kid sister. So my mom learned about this like dream I had 20 years later and bought me a My Buddy doll <laughs> for Christmas one year. You remind me uh-huh. a little bit of Rachel Maddow, like a real, like a real young version, mind you. Yeah, like I can see that. Like a super young, yeah, young. I think Rachel Maddow is cute. In my oh, she's thinner, adorable. In my thinner days, we could have been twins. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, and she's great. I just love she's her. A she's a great person. She's like, super she's, smart. She's and, definitely very smart. She <sighs> explains things so well. God, she really does. She really yeah, she explains does. it properly. She really is great at that. Yeah. And that other beautiful lesbianic voice is uh, <laughs> Rachel Cavello. Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. So, you are here to talk about a little bit more than Outcoast. Mm-hmm. You have some events that you've been planning and also are involved in. Why don't you tell us first about Liquor Lounge and then we can also talk about your comedy thing as well afterwards. Sounds good. Um, so, I used to, kind of backing up with history, I used to host, I used to own, not own, I used to run an LGBT nonprofit up in Pennsylvania. And so I, when I was running Outcoast and as I'm running Outcoast, one of the things I think I miss is bringing the community together um, in spaces. Cause I did a lot of that up North and it was always so rewarding that moment you take to pause and look at what you create with people connected. And so I was like, I really want to do this 
for our lesbian community. Um, and when I say lesbian, I, I want to clarify that I'm talking about that's the sapphic community or um, inclusive of non-binary and trans women who identify somewhere in the lesbian female spectrum. So we do make sure I, I've been very frustrated in Florida specifically. I've noticed that there are lesbian groups that sometimes are kind of push away the trans community or not even kind of, they do, um, and it's not inclusive. So I wanted a space for that. Um, so recently, I've, I, it, you know, I, I decided to put together these events. I wanted to be a little edgy. Um, there aren't lesbian bars, as we know, are kind of disappearing and closing. And um, so the original concept was to try to put together maybe the next lesbian bar. Um, and I wanted to do something similar to more of that lounge vibe. Um, you know, dive bars have kind of been the go-to for a lot of lesbian bars. And I think some, a lot of people within the community are kind of getting tired of the old dive bar. I'm bougie when it comes to drinking. I like a cocktail. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't like just vodka juice. I like a cocktail, like yeah. give me a, a Some good fancy quality stuff. drink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which the typical drink for most lesbians is a lot of beers drank yeah, in lesbian like bars. The, the beers. Um, yeah. I don't know if I can mention them on the radio, so I won't. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I really wanted a space that felt a little elevated, a little bit, um, a little bougie, or not too bougie, where we were excluding people that that couldn't come, that couldn't afford to come to events. Um, so I I thought let's. Let's start with pop-up events. Um, we did, we did, I did originally call it the Lick Her Lounge, uh, and I intentionally wanted to be edgy mm -hmm. with the name. Yeah. Um, I the, figured if they could have gay, cocktail, I can have liquor. In the yeah. gay community, is there that line when gays say, mm -hmm. oh, she came with me. Well, you brought, you liquor, you brought her here. Right. When somebody <laughs> says liquor, liquor, you And liquor? there's so much fun around yeah, the name. I want to have fun. I want to be edgy. Yeah. Well, liquor, um, I don't even know her, so. Yeah, liquor, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, so, so we, we want to do that. And in, in fact, um, I had conversations with David Fisher, who owns Cocktail and Dazood and the Mary Jean Hotel and all the different businesses. The uh, wet spot. The wet spot. <laughs> um, so I had talked to him and I said, he was amazing. He was a great mentor. Um, and, and he was all on board with helping me to create this lounge or potentially finding a space for it. But the more and more I kind of watched what was happening with the other lesbian bars, um, even the ladies room recently closed. Um, it did finally Largo, close? Mm -hmm, up in Largo. Yeah, because I worked there many times. Yeah. And by the yeah, way, I, that, I was very welcomed there. Yeah, oh, the show oh Vicky's we, great. Her team's yeah. great. And the show that we did there, the shows that we did, there was very welcoming and the mm -hmm. crowd was very welcoming. I got to yeah. ask you before you go on, what do you think is the, what do you think is that segment of the lesbian community that has issues with trans women? What do you think it is? What do you think? Because I, 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 I know what it is in the, the male community. I can speak for gay men. Yeah. So I know because 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 by the way, there is that segment in the gay community, men with men as well. Right. Now, now they don't go to our shows, but I know who they are. I, right. Sometimes I see them in the club. Many of them won't even speak to me. But can you believe that? That's yeah. crazy. Wow. I don't even address me and say hello to me. It's not a lot of them, but, they, but they're out there. So on my side, it's we embarrass them. Okay. They think that our subculture is too out there. Too cringe. And makes us misrepresent gay men. Yeah. That all gay men get in drag, which is absolutely not true. Yeah. In fact, mo I, most of my gay male friends have absolutely no desire 
Not even feminine ones, even feminine gay men have no desire to put on a dress. It's a very small percentage, but that's from their side. So what do you think the women is? Is you think what they're, I don't know, what is so, it? So, you know, interesting, when I was running my nonprofit up north, we intentionally like went out to events with trans um, women and men to invite them into our event. So it's, you know, it's hard to speak from the perspective of someone that wouldn't do that. But I think what I've kind of explored is that, I think, you know, back in the day, I mean, I'm, I'm in my 40s, but when we're talking about women, lesbians that are in their 50s, 60s plus, I think, you know, back when you couldn't just be out and open as a lesbian, sometimes these events you would go to, whether it was camping events or, you know, these music fest weekends with women, it was kind of a free for all for women just to be who they were. It wasn't always fully clothed. And I think being in those spaces where you were only with someone who physically resembled you and connected with you where you could felt, feel like you could just be open and out and um, comfortable in those spaces. And I think there there could potentially be a concern that it's almost like a trans person, a trans female um, that might not have been born with the same physical body parts might infringe on that freedom a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's probably one perspective in that older community. Um, and, and I think um, the other side of it too is there is this, you know, and you, you, there's even female celebrities, lesbian celebrities that speak on this as you have, um, you know, women who are born women who have their own experiences in life. We, you know, and I don't want to minimize, please no, understand, this is not listen. minimizing trans women. I'm no, just no, trying no, to no, answer no, listen, the perspective. You're speaking to someone that's yeah. lived, listen, I've lived <laughs> this way a long time. You can't, you're, you're, right. nothing is going to offend me. First of all, I know that I'm not a woman. Right. So we can start right there. I'm not one of those. I, I know exactly what's going on here. So you don't, I, I, I don't get easily yeah. offended. I totally, and I'm listening to because I want to yeah. learn. I'm not taking offense at all. I'm like, I'm, I'm feeding off the knowledge, right. you know? And I think one of the other perspectives, again, not mine, but I think one of the other ones is women, you know, we go through puberty, we go through menopause, we go, or not menopause, uh, we do that too. I haven't been there yet. I only marry women that have yeah. already been through it, so I don't have to get, get it, through girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we go through the PMS, we go through all that. So as women, we have our own lived experiences as women. And I think there's this men who, people who may identify as women, Correct. but maybe physically were living as men for a long time, still had that in a way, male privilege concept. And again, this is that perception where they, in in the lesbian world mind, maybe they can't possibly relate to what we've been through as women. What would I I know about giving birth? What would I know about a menstrual cycle? I'm 62 years old. I have never gone through menopause. I'm I'm not going to go through menopause. I feel fantastic. Women my age are going through a full biological Mm -hmm. madness. Okay, I watched my mother and my sisters go through it. I haven't gone through it. I'm, I'm coasting through this age that they did not coast through. It was not easy for them. So I totally understand that. I, it's totally understandable to me. I, I've never had a period. I don't know what menstrual cramps are. Right. I, what so would lucky. I know? You know? So my <laughs> perspective of being a girl is based solely on the fact that I've lived as one. Right. So in the world, I've experienced things as a girl, but I'm not a girl. So that doesn't offend me. That's just facts. Yeah. You know. And, you know, and, and I know some, there are different perspectives on that. Right, and yeah. I know. So I know that there are yeah. other trans people that don't agree with no, me on exactly. that. No, exactly. But I'm, you know, I've lived a long time. I started living as a girl when I was 15, 14 years old. So, I mean, this isn't new to me. Right. So there is, what, what you're saying to me is that like, oh, wait a minute. What? 
you know, it's facts. It's just reality, you know. We even uh, experienced somebody calling in yeah, and actually, yeah. like, getting very upset because um, one of our <laughs> promos says what happens when you mix two gay guys and a trans woman. And they called in because we be- they believed that we were implying that Esme was completely, fully a yeah. quote-unquote real woman. Yeah. When that's never the case, no, as may, they, you can't all. change biology. You Cannot are biology. you will always be an XY chromosome having correct. person, just as much as somebody yeah. who is a female and may have XY chromosomes. There's genetic anomalies okay. to every single person, correct. just as much as there is personal an- anomalies from and, the and, mental state. And I'm not 100% sure why I was born transgender. And I am transgender. I was born transgender. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, why I am transgender is a mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we, we don't know. Could it have been biological? Could it have been my upbringing? Could I have been too close to my mother? You're just too fabulous. <laughs> we don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's just, but it, it is, I am. There's no question okay. that I am. It's not a phase I'm going through. Obviously, at this stage in my life, it's not a phase. Right. But, um, yeah, but I, that's, I can make sense, you know. Yeah. And again, would... not my perspective. I, no, no, I, no. I'm married but... to someone who, again, is a little bit more, although my my wife is actually more conservative, and, yeah. and so she doesn't necessarily fully embrace all the identities and labels that yeah. I think. And she's older, so she's 60. Yeah, yeah. So we're in so, two so different we're in the worlds. Same age group. Yeah, yeah, so we're in two different worlds, uh, you know. Whereas I think maybe if she was younger and she had been more educated on those topics or, in, you know, been been a part of the topic, one of it might the, be different. But we want to make sure all L- all people that like to be around women and be with women. One of the best ways to educate people is to have these conversations Mm -hmm. and to listen to people, you know? Exactly. Because I I hear you and I'm not offended by that. And it's important that trans people also speak out and say how their experiences are because, you know, we're all very different. Everybody's having a, you know, all trans people are not the same. My trans experience is not like someone that's 20 years old. They're having a completely different experience. And we need to be we need to be able to listen to everybody and allow them that space and you know, everybody's I not going to everybody's not going to agree. It's just that's life and everybody's not going to be on board. You just got to yeah. keep marching forward. Definitely. Well, let's go into a little Actually, Brian, do you have anything to chime in real quick before we go into a music? Um, well, I guess I just wanted to add to your Outcoast uh, work. Um, it's just um, with softball, I used to be on the uh, executive ca- uh, committee board, and um, I did used to get uh, the emails that she sent out, and I recognized the name almost instantly. Um, I guess just chime in on, um, I guess, the tourism when it comes to sports, because that's mm-hmm. a big draw, too. And we have our tournaments, like Gasparilla is going to go on next month. Um when Hurricane Showdown goes in Lauderdale, and I just came from Orlando. Um, what's your chime in on sports when it comes to uh, out sports? Um, and it's funny you, you bring this up because we're in the process of, I say we, it's really me, myself, and I have got multiple personalities, <laughs> apparently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, I'm starting to think about the topics that we want to include in our convention in August, um, which will take place in Coral Gables this year. And one of the topics that keeps coming up is sports. And we didn't really touch on that this past year. And, and one of the reasons it also keeps coming up is because with everything going on in Florida, there are sport t- tournaments and groups that are a little hesitant, you know, to come to Florida, but there are still so many tournaments in Florida. Um, so it's a huge part of tourism. You know, I, I was just on the phone with someone the other day. We were going over the list of the different sport, out, out sport groups. Um, mm-hmm. and, and in Florida too, now there's all a huge rise in like, 
sports like pickleball and that really attract the community oh, yeah. as well. So there's, yeah, I mean, it, pickleball, I think is going to take over the world. Just yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone does it. I feel very out of the loop. I don't know what yeah. it is, but we'll have to explain it to me. <laughs> well, we'll, um, talk, we'll talk about yeah. what it is a little bit. We yeah, do yeah. have to go into a music break because like we've been talking for a bit. So let's go into some reasons why I drink by Alanis Morissette right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show.
top of the morning. We are WMNF Tampa. Listen on air at 88.5 FM, online at WMNF.org, and on the free WMNF app. Now here's more of the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hey, Tampa Bay, this is Joanna Grosso from the Big Gay Radio Show. In an effort to promote good mental health, here is your good LGBTQIA news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In Indiana, the U.S. Supreme Court on January 16th declined to hear an Indiana case on whether schools can bar transgender students from using a bathroom that reflects their gender identity. The justices, in a brief order, denied a request from a central Indiana school district to hear the case, which centers around a now teenage trans boy identified in court documents as AC, who was barred from using the boys' restroom at his former middle school, The Hill reported. Represented by the American Civil Liberties Union of Indiana, an adolescent trans boy and his parents filed a lawsuit against the Metropolitan School District of Martinsville in December 2021 for failing to provide him with the access to bathrooms consistent with his gender in violation of his rights under the Title IX, the law prohibiting sex discrimination at educational programs, as well as an equal protection clause of the 14th Amendment. In an August 2023 opinion, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals found the school district policy did likely violate the students' rights under the Title Nine and equal protection. In national news, President Joe Biden on January 10th announced his nomination of Judge Melissa DuBose to serve on the U.S. District Court for the District of Rhode Island, where she would be the first person of color and the first LGBTQ judge. If DuBose is confirmed in the U.S. Senate, along with Nicole Berner, who was nominated to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, the Biden-Harris administration will have appointed 11 openly LGBTQ judges to serve on the federal branch, tying with the number of who were appointed over two terms by former President Barack Obama. In Florida, a lawsuit can move forward against a Florida Panhandle school district over its removal of books about race and LGBTQ plus identities from library shelves, a federal judge ruled January 10th. U.S. District Judge T. Kent Weatherall II, based in Pensacola, ruled that the writers group Pen America publisher Penguin Random House banned authors and parents have standing to pursue their claims under the First Amendment's free speech protection while denying a claim under the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. The federal lawsuit alleges that the Escambia County School District and its school board are violating the First Amendment through the removal of 10 books. The lawsuit says that the removal stemmed from objections from one language arts teacher in the county and in each case, the school board voted to remove the books despite recommendations from a district review committee that deemed them educationally suitable. The teacher's formal objections to the books appear to draw on materials compiled by a website that creates reports on books it deems ideologically unsuitable for children, according to the lawsuit. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your good LGBTQ plus news for the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grosso on 88. WMNF Tampa. Hi everyone, this is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gate community calendar. It's opening week for Job Site Theater as they present Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater through February 11th. This is a must-see show with an incredible cast. Get tickets and more info at jobsitetheater.org. On Sunday the 21st, get those forks ready. It's a Sugar Shane's Pudding Cakes pop-up bakery at Arcane Aleworks from 2 to 7. The event will feature 20 cheesecakes, 8 flavors of banana pudding, and you can even build your own cheesecake. Arcane Aleworks is located at 2480 East Bay Drive in Largo. Found Family Collective is having its first ever wellness and resource fair for our LGBTQ plus community. Reserve your spot now for Monday, February 5th from 5 to 8.30 at the Allendale United Methodist Church in St. Pete. You can RSVP and get all the details by visiting the Found Family Collective's Facebook page. 
And wrestling fans, Saturday the 27th, Effie is coming to town for the Big Gay Brunch 8. You can get a full list of the matches and tickets by visiting biggaytampa.eventbrite.com. This has been your Tampa Bay Gay community calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. Greeting Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only DJ Spaceship reminding you that every Monday morning, that's right, every Monday morning on WMNF from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., tune in as me and my co-pilot Nate Dog give you the music you love, the topics to get you talking, and the motivation to get you out your bed to start your week off right. Pride isn't just one day a year. That's why we're celebrating all year long. This is the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF Tampa Bay.
Mark your calendars, Tampa Bay. The Big Gay Radio Show has announced that WMNF's Big Gay Bingo is back at Cocktail. Join us Monday, February 12th at Cocktail St. Pete for a night of bingo fun. Hosted by Alexis De La Mer. Balls start dropping at 8 o'clock. For more information, visit the Big Gay Radio Show's Facebook page.
Get social with us. Like us on Facebook. Just search for The Big Gay Radio Show. WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I'm your show twink here on the Big Gay Radio Show, joined by some beautiful bottoms, Miss Esme Russell and Brian Hankson. (laughs) (laughs) Just threw that out there. Mm -hmm. Always been a bottom, me. Proud of it, too. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. 
Somebody has to do it. Know, Somebody's right? got to get I down and dirty. Say, I always say, don't be mean to your bottom. Somebody has to do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody. Somebody has to be the girl. Well, not the girl with the bottom. In my case, I am the girl, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Take it. Take it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, we're going to get some more calls um, after that. <laughs> no taking nothing. You guys are sinners. I am a little bit of a sinner sometimes. Does WMNF have HR? Uh, they don't have HR, but they do have a legal department, and they will <laughs> definitely gotcha. throw an FCC violation right at our uh, window. They'll be like, hey, you got to raise another 10K for this. And you got to bill. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> We're also joined by. I wonder how many drag bingos it would take to to get an FCC fine taken off. Yeah. <laughs> We're also joined by Rachel Cavello from the Liquor Lounge, among other things. Hi, how so, are you? Welcome, welcome. So you were interrupted, <laughs> like uh, a dog finding a squirrel. Pretty much, but and so, for the record, I join you in the bottom world here too. So yeah. <laughs> I'm surrounded by all these yeah. bottoms. Controlling, controlling bottom. Yes, yeah, bottom. Yeah. Power. Do- what do they call it? Bossy Power bottom. bottom. Bossy bottom. They call it a bossy yeah. bottom. I love it. Uh-huh. So speaking yes. of, of bottoms, real quick, I'm gonna jump into a, a side tangent. I'm walking. Um, I'm hanging out at Hyde Night with one of my friends, Brenton and Sean, and I'm just sitting there. I'm drunk as all hell. And I just look around and I take a second and I just like, I look at Sean, I look at Brenton, I look at the people and I'm just like, "Ah, I'm tired of all these bottoms and I just go home. I just left. I was tired of every single person and there was just too many bottoms. And I'm feeling that right now. I'm tired of all you bottoms. (laughs) I feel like in the lesbian lesbian world, it's almost the opposite. Like St. Pete, I feel like they're all tops and they... <laughs> or, they, or they're like lazy tops. That's not what I hear. That's not what I hear. Let's okay, go back go. to talking about let's licking. Go, let's, go, let's go talking about licking. <laughs> licking. So the liquor lounge. So uh, uh, Yeah, so I was um, saying earlier, you know, the original concept was to do a liquor lounge, a bar concept. We decided to pivot and um, we were kind of testing the market. <laughs> so we started hosting what I like to call liquor pops. Um, pop-up parties. <laughs> uh, we, we hosted the first one at the Saint, of course, uh, David's, um, where the cocktail is right behind there. And the first event we hosted, we had almost 150 women out um, that evening. And, uh, you know, if you've ever been to the Saint, that's a cozy space for yeah, 150 yeah. women. Where is it located at? Um, it's right behind right Cocktail. Behind cocktail oh, yeah. oh, I love that room. It's beautiful, yes. but yeah. it's very, I lo- like, it's, I love it. It is and very cozy, but David's I love that room. David's team was amazing. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. it got very crowded very quick. And I've noticed that lesbians all like to show up when it starts. And then they <laughs> want to go home early so they can go to sleep. So the, the issue we were having is they started at 5 and they would wrap up around midnight. But we'd be slammed from like 5 to like 8 or 9. And then nobody was there. So um, so we recently have shifted to a different venue, um, which I'm excited about. We are, um, no, and again, I would love to keep hosting it at the scene. We're just slowly outgrowing it. And women like to dance. Um, So the concept of the liquor lounge or the liquor pops that we're doing is to create this sexy vibe, this fun, social, safe space for women just to let their guard down, um, be themselves, be a little edgy. And um, so we're going to be hosting our next one on uh, February 4th. 
at the concrete jungle, uh, which used to be the Iberian rooster. So for people who have been in St. Pete, Iberian rooster was a little hub for LGBT events. Uh, mm. They used to host drag shows all the time. The new concrete jungle, it's, um, they've just done a beautiful job with it. So we're, we're going to host an event called the Jungle of Love and do more of a Valentine's Day theme, but it's welcome for everybody, not just couples, but singles, groups, couples, et cetera. So that's awesome. Yeah. So do you, um, do you find that the pop-ups work more than just having an actual building? Yeah. First of all, you know, in Florida, especially and in St. Pete, especially, we don't have to deal with liquor licenses and all that falls under the venue that we're hosting the event at. So that saves a lot of expense and time and cost. Um, plus, I don't necessarily want to always, I want to continue hosting events here, but by doing pop-ups, it allows us the flexibility to potentially host them in other places too, yeah. um, outside of this, outside of the city or outside of the state. Um, so I love the idea of being able to expand that brand in a different way. And, and I think with the pop-ups, there's more of this urgency, like, hey, if you don't go to this one, like we don't, we have them every other month. We're not doing them yet every week or every month. It's every other month. So it's like, okay, go to this one. And, and it makes it a little bit more exciting. So, so what did, I'm hearing is that you're planning on licking her all around the world. I like to <laughs> So I did the same thing with my, my brunch. <laughs> we were doing the brunches at a show bar here in mm -hmm. Ebor. We were doing them every Sunday. And I, I just said, let's do them once a month. And they said, okay. And by concentrating on that one day uh, and putting all of our focus on that event and decorating and creating an event moment, it was fantastic. It's it, the business increased. Right. And, you and you can change the themes. And you, well, I, 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 this week was a, this week is a Disney theme, you know, so mm -hmm. we all, you know, this is this uh, Sunday is our, this month's brunch, you know what I mean? Right. So it's a great idea. I, I like that idea of, of concentrating it on one event rather than spreading it out every week, you know? Scarcity yeah. brings demand. You're exactly right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing over at the Tampa Funny Bone. Mm -hmm. So what is that event? So it's a comedy show. Um, the headliner is Poppy Champlin, and um, we also have Dana Goldberg is showing up um, to do... Uh, the, she's our special guest for the evening. I like to think I am, but... You know, I'm I'm kind of the opening act, so and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being the bottom again. <laughs> um, so the the comedy show, I I met Poppy a year, I guess about two years ago. You know, when we were all bored at home because of you know things shutting down, COVID or not, and all COVID, that. All that. Um, I I had been watching that show, Mrs. Maisel, and have you guys seen Mrs. Maisel? Yeah, I've yeah. heard of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, it's awesome if you haven't seen it. But it was it was this Jewish woman who just who was going through an ugly divorce and got on stage to vent her frustrations and told a bunch of jokes. And all of a sudden, you know, seasons later, she's this you know famous comedian. And I was like, I want to be her. Um, I don't think I really do. I think I just enjoy a little hobby, uh, doing comedy as a hobby a little bit more. So, um, but I, I signed up for a class to take a comedy writing class with Poppy. By Zoom, um, comedy by Zoom is very different than in person. I highly recommend doing it in person more. Um, <laughs> but I took this class, learned a lot about the structure of writing comedy, and really enjoyed it. And then last year, she hosted. It was the Tampa Improv at that time, and she hosted this event and asked me to open. I'd literally been on stage like twice before. I was like, sure. What what could go wrong? Um, and it was great. I, you know, 
once you get a little bourbon in you and the adrenaline rushing, it's, mm -hmm. it's a whole different experience. So, um, so I did that. I just did a show with her in Orlando at the Improv in Orlando for a fundraiser, a breast cancer fundraiser uh, for a dear friend who is um, battling. And then we're back here um, at the Funny Bone now on uh, the 29th, whatever that Sunday is. I'm totally forgetting. January 28th. 28th. Thank you. The 28th. All the information <laughs> is on the Big Gay Radio Show's Facebook page. Yes. So if you are interested yeah. in either uh, the next Liquor Lounge pop-up or uh, the Queer Comedy Queens, all cues, Queer Comedy Queens, that is all on the Big Gay Radio Show's yes. Facebook page. So if you're interested in that, make sure to do that. Also, I have one last question for you. uh <laughs> so, if you could choose one major place to have a liquor lounge pop-up, where would you have it? Because if I were to have sort of a major dance party, my idea is in Janice Live okay. over in St. Petersburg. So, where is the dream going to take you in terms of your pop-ups? Or is it even some other dream that you have going forward with the brand that you're making? So I think it's probably the dream is looking at some other concepts. Um, the the concrete jungle, actually, I, I want the lounge vibe. That lounge vibe is the sexy lounge vibe is, is what I'm looking for. So I feel like we actually might have it exactly. We had it already at the scene. It just wasn't big enough. So yeah. I'm excited about being a concrete jungle. Um, we are looking at doing a couple events. My dream would be to do like a big women's um you know, comedy festival or something like that, that kind of blends both concepts. We're also looking at potentially doing a more of a, um, a poetry slam type of, of concept Ooh, with that, Liquor that, Lounge. That. That's cool. And do you want to know what we're calling, going to call it? What? A Liquor Lit. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. So yeah. you know, we're looking at different concepts like that. We we also um, so comedy and then music. We're looking at like a liquor lyrics, something that brings in more female singers and musicians and um, writers. So well, I wish yeah. you the best of luck Thanks. with your liquor lit and all the other things that you are planning on doing. I'm glad that somebody's doing something for the women. You know, exactly. Yeah. That market is not being tapped at all. No. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind tapping it. that market. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> you tap it hard, girl. You, know you I mean? do you, wise, You know what I mean. But I, I don't think it's, I just think it's just been, I don't, I don't like to use the word ignored, but nobody's ever like. Overseen. Yeah. People are just not giving the yeah. ladies some yeah. entertainment and something for them to be excited about going to see and. And bringing them together, And it has to be right? done right, which it seems like you are doing right. it right. Like we need yeah. something fresh and edgy, and that's kind of what we yes. wanted to do. It's sort of like the uh, the the lesbian equivalent of what David does yeah. with Hyde Nights. You know, you have to yeah. have a place where everybody is able to feel welcome and feel like they are themselves. So mm -hmm. thank you for doing what you do. Yeah, I was going to say, or the parties that came out of Queer as Folk, the Babylon party. Yes. That yeah. those popped up like everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's go into a little bit of music break. This is Let Me by Rihanna right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show. <laughs> you for way across the room 
Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF.
And this is your LGBTQIA plus news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In Florida, a Florida bill banning political flags from government buildings and schools is a step closer to becoming law. Before the Constitutional Rights, Rule of Law and Government Operations Subcommittee on Wednesday, Representative David Barrero presented his bill HB 901. If passed, the bill would prohibit the display of flags that represent a political viewpoint, including but not limited to a political partisan, racial, sexual orientation and gender, or political ideology viewpoint. The POWMIA flag, the firefighter memorial flag, and the honor and remember flag would still be permitted to fly alongside the U.S. and Florida state flags. According to Representative Randy Fine, the bill's other sponsor who said Nazi or white supremacy flags would be considered racial alongside Black Lives Matter flags, Confederate flags would also be barred, according to Barrero. 
During a lengthy public comment period, the committee heard from LGBTQ plus Floridians and teachers who worry their right to free expression would be stifled by the bill. A parent who identified himself as a Republican accused his party of coming after children for political reasons. The committee voted to approve the bill in a 9-5 to vote that fell along the party lines. In Colorado, Anderson Lee Aldrich, the shooter who killed five and injured 19 at the LGBTQ plus nightclub Club Q in Colorado Springs in November 2022, will plead guilty to 74 federal charges, including 50 federal hate crimes and 24 firearm violations as part of a plea deal agreement, according to court documents. The deal came earlier after Eldridge initially pleaded not guilty to the charges earlier on Tuesday. If the deal is approved by the judge, Eldridge will avoid the death penalty and instead serve multiple concurrent life sentences in another 190-year prison sentence. In Tallahassee, hundreds of LGBTQ plus advocates rallied in Tallahassee for Equality Florida's Pride at the Capitol kickoff January 16th through the 17th, a weekly campaign designed to combat what the organization calls the, quote, 60 most dangerous days in Florida. Florida's 2024 legislative session began January 9th with an alarming slate of over 20 new anti-LGBTQ bills, Equality Florida notes. They include House Bill 599 and Senate Bill 1392, which they call Don't Say Gay or Trans at Work, and HB 1233 and HB 1639, the Trans Erasure Bill. Attendees included representatives from P-Flag Safety Harbor and Drag to Talley, of which Equality Florida's Trans Action Special Events Coordinator, Angelique Godwin, was an original organizer. Organizers would also utilize the pride at the Capitol to praise legislation sponsored by State Senator Chevron Jones and Central Florida's Representative Anna Eskimi, dubbed the Healthcare Freedom Act. Equality Florida says it, quote, would restore Floridians' fundamental rights and freedom to make their own personal health care decisions without political interference. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your LGBTQ Plus News from the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grosso on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hi everyone, this is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. It's opening week for Job Site Theater as they present Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater through February 11th. This is a must-see show with an incredible cast. Get tickets and more info at jobsitetheater.org. On Sunday the 21st, get those forks ready. It's a Sugar Shane's Pudding Cakes pop-up bakery at Arcane Aleworks from 2 to 7. The event will feature 20 cheesecakes, 8 flavors of banana pudding, and you can even build your own cheesecake. Arcane Aleworks is located at 2480 East Bay Drive in Largo. Found Family Collective is having its first ever wellness and resource fair for our LGBTQ plus community. Reserve your spot now for Monday, February 5th from 5 to 8.30 at the Allendale United Methodist Church in St. Pete. You can RSVP and get all the details by visiting the Found Family Collective's Facebook page. And wrestling fans, Saturday the 27th, Effie is coming to town for the Big Gay Brunch 8. You can get a full list of the matches and tickets by visiting biggaytampa.eventbrite.com. This has been your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. WMNF is accepting volunteer applications to be part of our on-air team. And welcome. This is Latinx. Welcome, welcome to the Soul Kitchen. It is I, your resident chef, Big Eddie G. Join your favorite voices on 88.5 FM, WMNF.org, and our HD channels. If you've always dreamed of being on the radio, I would love to be on the radio. Now's your chance. Join your listening supported radio station, WMNF. Apply under the programming tab at WMNF.org. Mark your calendars, Tampa Bay. The Big Gay Radio Show has announced that WMNF's Big Gay Bingo is back at Cocktail. Join us Monday, February 12th at Cocktail St. Pete for a night of bingo fun hosted by Alexis De La Mer. Balls start dropping at 8 o'clock. For more information, visit the Big Gay Radio Show's Facebook page.
Big Gay Radio Show, only on 88.5 WMNF.
happens when you mix two gay guys and a trans woman? Obviously, you get the best gay radio show in Tampa Bay. This is the Big Gay Radio Show, only on 88.5 WMNF.
Hey, Tampa Bay, this is Joanna Grosso from the Big Gay Radio Show. In an effort to promote good mental health, here is your good LGBTQIA news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In Indiana, the U.S. Supreme Court on January 16th declined to hear an Indiana case on whether schools can bar transgender students from using a bathroom that reflects their gender identity. The justices, in a brief order, denied a request from a central Indiana school district to hear the case which centers around a now-teenage trans boy identified in court documents as AC who was barred from using the boys' restroom at his former middle school, The Hill reported. Represented by the American Civil Liberties Union of Indiana, an adolescent trans boy and his parents filed a lawsuit against the Metropolitan School District of Martinsville in December 2021 for failing to provide him with the access to bathrooms consistent with his gender in violation of his rights under the Title IX, the law prohibiting sex discrimination at educational programs, as well as an equal protection clause of the 14th Amendment. In an August 2023 opinion, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals found the school district policy did likely violate the students' rights under the Title IX and equal protection. In national news, President Joe Biden on January 10th announced his nomination of Judge Melissa DuBose to serve on the U.S. District Court for the District of Rhode Island, where she would be the first person of color and the first LGBTQ judge. If DuBose is confirmed in the U.S. Senate, along with Nicole Berner, who was nominated to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, the Biden-Harris administration will have appointed 11 openly LGBTQ judges to serve on the federal branch, tying with the number of who were appointed over two terms by former President Barack Obama. In Florida, a lawsuit can move forward against a Florida Panhandle school district over its removal of books about race and LGBTQ plus identities from library shelves, a federal judge ruled January 10th. U.S. District Judge T. Kent Weatherall II, based in Pensacola, ruled that the writer's group Pen America publisher Penguin Random House banned authors and parents have standing to pursue their claims under the First Amendment's free speech protection while denying a claim under the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. The federal lawsuit alleges that the Escambia County School District and its school board are violating the First Amendment through the removal of 10 books. The lawsuit says that the removal stemmed from objections from one language arts teacher in the county and in each case, the school board voted to remove the books despite recommendations from a district review committee that deemed them educationally suitable. The teacher's formal objections to the books appear to draw on materials compiled by a website that creates reports on books it deems ideologically unsuitable for children, according to the lawsuit. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your good LGBTQ plus news for the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grosso on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gate community calendar. It's opening week for Job Site Theater as they present Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater through February 11th. This is a must-see show with an incredible cast. Get tickets and more info at jobsitetheater.org. On Sunday the 21st, get those forks ready. It's a Sugar Shane's Pudding Cakes pop-up bakery at Arcane Aleworks from 2 to 7. The event will feature 20 cheesecakes, 8 flavors of banana pudding, and you can even build your own cheesecake. Arcane Aleworks is located at 2480 East Bay Drive in Largo. Found Family Collective is having its first ever wellness and resource fair for our LGBTQ plus community. Reserve your spot now for Monday, February 5th from 5 to 8.30 at the Allendale United Methodist Church in St. Pete. You can RSVP and get all the details by visiting the Found Family Collective's Facebook page. And wrestling fans, Saturday the 27th, Effie is coming to town for the Big Gay Brunch 8. You can get a full list of the matches and tickets by visiting biggaytampa.eventbrite.com. This has been your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. Have you heard of The 70 Show? No, not that one. The radio show. And I wish you'd
70 show rocks with K-Tuff. Saturdays, 2 to 4. Come, Come sail, sail away, away with us. us. Rock and roll. Mark your calendars, Tampa Bay. The Big Gay Radio Show has announced that WMNF's Big Gay Bingo is back at Cocktail. Join us Monday, February 12th at Cocktail St. Pete for a night of bingo fun. Hosted by Alexis De La Mer. Balls start dropping at 8 o'clock. For more information, visit the Big Gay Radio Show's Facebook page.
Top of the morning. We are WMNF Tampa. Listen on air at 88.5 FM, online at WMNF.org, and on the free WMNF app. Now here's more of the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I'm your show twink here on the Big Gay Radio Show. I just want to give a special reminder to anybody who has neglected to change their tires. Don't become like me. Don't have to change your tire in the middle of of I-275. Change your tire. It's better that way. I'm joined by some beautiful gays, Miss Esme Russell and Brian Hinkson and Rachel Cavello. Hi. Morning. (laughs) Morning. It is the morning. Oh, wow. It is the morning. You made me laugh with that. It's so funny because my mom texts me the other day and she's like, I should have gotten my tires replaced when I did yours. My tires are bald. And I'm like, girl, why not? So that's why I wanted to come on air and make sure to give a reminder. It is the new year. Make sure you are getting yourself some new tires, a new oil change, (laughs) a new bottom. We all need some freshening up, to be honest. New year, new tires. New year, new tires, new top. (laughs) Anyways, Mr. Brian Hinkson, you got some entertainment to bring us. What is... uh, Good in the entertainment world today. Yeah, so I figured uh, me and Esme did see uh, one common movie, but I figured why don't we both uh, review the movies, the other movies that we've seen, and then collectively review that uh, that movie that we saw. So uh, I'll go since I'm known to talk long. But uh, <laughs> So um, I'll go with my first movie, which I saw, American Fiction, um, which uh, is a long way to because... This is the first time it's coming to Florida right now. So, um, and it's played in so many other states. Uh, I'm just kind of happy that it, it came to Florida. And right now, Jeffrey Wright is getting so much awards buzz for this movie. Um, if you don't know who Jeffrey Wright is, um, watch the show What If. If you haven't seen The Hunger Games Catching Fire, he plays Beatty in that movie. Oh, um, yes. That's Jeffrey Wright. Okay. Um, and so what this movie is about is he plays a person named Monk, and he's a frustrated novelist, and he's fed up with the establishment from profiting from black entertainment. And so what he does is, he, to prove this point, he writes a book under a fake name, and it's an outlandish black book uh, of his own that propels him into the heart of hypocrisy and madness that he claims to disdain. He makes this book, it it blows up, and he's doing it out of, you know, the dumbness of, of this. All while he's doing this, he's going back home to take care of his mom with early onset um, dementia. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of madness in his family, pers- like, comes out. Um, this movie has him, Tracy Ellis Ross, um, Sterling K. Brown. It has great rep- uh, representation of LGBTQIA because this is a this is a role of Sterling K. Brown. I've not seen him play before. He plays a gay man. So um, go see this movie. It's great. Go get it on what the movie was that again? Um, American Fiction. American Jeffrey Fiction. Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K. Brown have um, awards accolades for this movie. Cool. So we'll see if they get a, 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 a statue. And the other one? You saw Beekeeper. I saw the Beekeeper. Yeah, with Jason. How do you pronounce his last name? Statham. 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 Yep. Statham. 
<laughs> what do you think of it? I loved it. Loved it. I loved it. it I was, thought she would. He I loved, loved it. It was really movies. good. It was really good. It was a good action movie. It was hero, you know, hero coming to save the day. Sound like a popcorn yeah, action Yeah, he's like flick. a retired um, special agent that worked for a special forces of the CIA. And uh, he had to come out of retirement to handle a very big case. And it's just a great movie. He didn't want to do it, but ended up getting embroiled in something. And there was just no way to avoid it. But... It was mm-hmm. fast. It was fast. It was exciting. It was thrill. It was a thrill ride. It was not boring. It didn't uh, drag uh, on like boring parts where people are just talking forever. Mm-hmm. Even the talking parts were exciting because they were setting you up for the next big moment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it was really a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. Say see or skip. Oh, the what now? See or skip. Stay, see, or skip. Stay, see, or skip? I think no, is that what he said. Yeah, yeah. definitely stay. Yeah. Absolutely 1,000%. I'm surprised it isn't doing better in theaters. Okay. Because yeah. it's a really, really good, fun movie. So, you Mr. Won't, you won't be bored. Mr. Okay. Hankson, what, on a 1 to 10. Well, we're going to do our one last movie. Oh. Which was Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mean Girls Musical. So um, this is I for me it's a reimagining of the 2004 Mean Girls. Um, here, uh, my thoughts on it is I think it's a good reimagining. Um, at the end of the day, I still think the first Mean Girls is better, but for it's hard me, to top it. Yeah, I would say so too. But Mean like, Girls is such an iconic movie. Yeah, and it's a so most quotable movie too. And what I would say is. Uh, it's great reimagining, and we're seeing a lot of reimaginings. The latest one we saw was a color purple, but um, ultimately, this did well on Broadway, and it did well on Broadway for a reason for them to make an adaptation. I have no regrets on seeing the movie, but I think the original is better. But go ahead, Esme. It's a little. It's a teenage girl movie. <laughs> The and cast I, is I'm, a little younger, I will say a, that. And I'm not a teenage girl. I didn't know Ali Cavallo. Uh, yeah, Moana no, I was, was just about to point that out. Moana is in this movie. I had no idea Moana, Moana was the girl, in it. Yeah. <laughs> the woman who, yeah, she's woman, in. I should she's say. She's good, she's good. She plays but, Janice Ian. Yeah, yeah, but it was good. It was okay. It was. It's a teenage girl movie. I, mean, I would say see it. That's so, it. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Brian, uh, what was your? American Fiction. Yeah. And, and what, what are you Girls. rating it out of 10? Uh, I would say American Fiction is about 9 out of 10 because it, that made me laugh. It was funny and great LGBT representation. And with me, uh, Mean Girls, I will say uh, I'll, I'll give it about a 7. 7? Yeah. Once again, the, the original is better than the musical, I think. It's so hard to top, though. I mean, I know, that I it goes I viral. It, I give it a 3. <laughs> 3? Oh. But, me, but here's the thing. Musicals are so hard to sell this time because most, some people like it and some people don't. Yeah. So, Miss Esme, what was, uh, what was your other one and, and oh, what would the, you rate it? Oh, the, yeah, the beekeeper, beekeeper I really like. From 1 to 10, I give it a, I give it a solid 8. Solid awesome. 8? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's go into a little bit of a music break. This is Replay by Ayaz right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show. Shardies like a melody in my that I can't keep out, got me singing like, na-na-na-na, every day's like my iPod stuck on replay, replay. Shardies like a melody in my head that I can't keep out, got me singing like, na-na-na-na, every day's like my iPod stuck on replay, replay. Remember the first time we met, you was at the mall with your friends. I was scared to approach her, but then you came closer, hoping you would give me a chance. 
that we would ever be more than friends. But railroad white breaking all the rules. She like a song played again and again. Like something off a poster. It's a gun they say. It's a gun to my holster. And she's running through my mind all day. Hey, Shardy's like a melody in my head that I can't keep on. Got me singing like. Every day is like my eyeballs that go replay, replay. Shawty's like a melody in my head that I can't keep on. Got me singing like na 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 na. Every day is like my eyeballs that go replay, replay. See you been all around the globe. Now once did you leave my mind? We talk on the phone from night till the morning. Girl, you really changed my life. Doing things I never do. I'm in the kitchen cooking things she likes. We're railroad white, breaking all the rules. Someday I wanna make you my wife. Like something off a poster. It's a gun they say. It's a gun to my holster. And she's running through my mind all day. Shawty's like a melody in my head that I can't keep on. Got me singing like na 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 na. Every day it's like my eyeballs that go replay, replay. Girl, I could write you a symphony, the one that could fill your fantasies. So come, baby girl, let's sing with me. Hey, I can be your melody. A girl, I could write you a symphony, the one that could fill your fantasies. So come, baby girl, let's sing with me. Shawty got me singing. Now she got me singing. Like a melody in my head that I can't keep on. Got me singing like na 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 na. Every day it's like my eyeballs stuck on replay, replay. Shawty's like a melody in my head that I can't keep on. Got me singing like na 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 na. Every day it's like my eyeballs stuck on replay, replay. We're on Instagram. Follow Big Gay Radio Show. Got the personality, not even gravity could ever hold him down. He's got the sexuality of a man who could take the room and drown it out. Yeah. Inching closer to sunrise. Now we're standing eye to eye. I wanna tell you what's on my on my mind. Thank you. 
Joanna Grosso, and this is your LGBTQIA plus news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In Florida, a Florida bill banning political flags from government buildings and schools is a step closer to becoming law. Before the Constitutional Rights Rule of Law and Government Operations Subcommittee on Wednesday, Representative David Barrero presented his bill, HB 901. If passed, the bill would prohibit the display of flags that represent a political viewpoint, including but not limited to a political partisan, racial, sexual orientation and gender, or political ideology viewpoint. The POWMIA flag, the Firefighter Memorial flag, and the Honor and Remember flag would still be permitted to fly alongside the U.S. and Florida state flags. According to Representative Randy Fine, the bill's other sponsor who said Nazi or white supremacy flags would be considered racial alongside Black Lives Matter flags, Confederate flags would also be barred, according to Barrero. During a lengthy public comment period, the committee heard from LGBTQ plus Floridians and teachers who worry their right to free expression would be stifled by the bill. A parent who identified himself as a Republican accused his party of coming after children for political reasons. The committee voted to approve the bill in a 9-5 to vote that fell along the party lines. In Colorado, Anderson Lee Aldrich, the shooter who killed five and injured 19 at the LGBTQ plus nightclub, Club Q in Colorado Springs in November 2022, will plead guilty to 74 federal charges, including 50 federal hate crimes and 24 firearm violations as part of a plea deal agreement, according to court documents. The deal came earlier after Aldridge initially pleaded not guilty to the charges earlier on Tuesday. If the deal is approved by the judge, Aldridge will avoid the death penalty and instead serve multiple concurrent life sentences in another 190-year prison sentence. In Tallahassee, hundreds of LGBTQ plus advocates rallied in Tallahassee for Equality Florida's pride at the Capitol kickoff January 16th through the 17th, a weekly campaign designed to combat what the organization calls the quote, 60 most dangerous days in Florida. Florida's 2024 legislative session began January 9th with an alarming slate of over 20 new anti-LGBTQ bills, Equality Florida notes. They include House Bill 599 and Senate Bill 1392, which they call Don't Say Gay or Trans at Work, and HB 1233 and HB 1639, the Trans Erasure Bill. Attendees included representatives from P-Flag Safety Harbor and Drag to Talay, of which Equality Florida's Trans Action Special Events Coordinator, Angelique Godwin, was an original organizer. Organizers would also utilize the pride at the Capitol to praise legislation sponsored by State Senator Chevron Jones and Central Florida's Representative Anna Eskimi, dubbed the Health Care Freedom Act. Equality Florida says it, quote, would restore Floridians' fundamental rights and freedom to make their own personal health care decisions without political interference. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your LGBTQ Plus News from the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grosso on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gate community calendar. It's opening week for Jobsite Theater as they present Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater through February 11th. This is a must-see show with an incredible cast. Get tickets and more info at jobsitetheater.org. On Sunday the 21st, get those forks ready. It's a Sugar Shane's Pudding Cakes pop-up bakery at Arcane Aleworks from 2 to 7. The event will feature 20 cheesecakes, 8 flavors of banana pudding, and you can even build your own cheesecake. Arcane Aleworks is located at 2480 East Bay Drive in Largo. Found Family Collective is having its first ever wellness and resource fair for our LGBTQ plus community. Reserve your spot now for Monday, February 5th from 5 to 8.30 at the Allendale United Methodist Church in St. Pete. You can RSVP and get all the details by visiting the Found Family Collective's Facebook page. And wrestling fans, Saturday the 27th, Effie is coming to town for the Big Gay Brunch 8. You can get a full list of the matches and tickets by visiting biggaytampa.eventbrite.com. This has been your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. 
WMNF is more than just 88.5 FM. You can also find us online at WMNF.org. Check out the latest news stories, how to volunteer, future WMNF concerts, stream live or the latest episode of your favorite music shows, and more. And of course, you can always show your support by clicking on the Donate Now button. Explore your community at WMNF.org. Mark your calendars, Tampa Bay. The Big Gay Radio Show has announced that WMNF's Big Gay Bingo is back at Cocktail. Join us Monday, February 12th at Cocktail St. Pete for a night of bingo fun. Hosted by Alexis De La Mer. Balls start dropping at 8 o'clock. For more information, visit the Big Gay Radio Show's Facebook page.
Hey, this is Latrice Royale from RuPaul's Drag Race, and you're listening to the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF. <laughs>
88.5 WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Corman. I'm your show twink here. Joined by Brian. Hello. And Esme. Yeah. And Rachel. Howdy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Esme's getting fired up on the war on woke. Yeah, it's so stupid. The whole thing is stupid. Yeah. And okay, the- Brian, so try to explain it to me like I thought it was a three-year-old child. Um, so on um, on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it, um, there is this uh, hashtag going around called Demolish D-E-N-I, which uh, D-E-N-I is diversity, equity, inclusion, right? And, um, well, because, Chris, you and I are on the DEI of, of our... Um, of our other job at Cox Media. Mm-hmm. So um, they're putting in here that DEI separates us and it's racism towards white people. And I'm like, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Because what they're doing is they're they're equating that if we show sensitivity to diversity, in other words, people that are different from ourselves. Mm-hmm that they're being excluded. Yeah, and there's an I in there called inclusion. Inclusion Correct. for everybody. Correct, but they're not... They're, they're not but they don't see it that yeah, way. So they say that it's discriminating specifically against white people. Yeah. They're like, and, and, and leftist racism is what they're saying. Like, yeah. I didn't know the left side had racism. Well, it's... When, it's definitely okay, so extremely interesting. So here's what happens. Just, there's a misconception that if... If you help me to feel included and I gain rights, that somehow it's going to diminish your rights. There's this idea mm-hmm. that's being spread around from whoever. I don't want to go into the specifics. That somehow it diminishes your rights. But right. that's not how rights work. Right. No, <laughs> Do you know not. what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. just means we all get them. Not mm-hmm. some of us get them. We all get them. Yeah. Do you it know what I mean? Should be equal equal rights it for sh- all. For everyone, of course. Not just one subset yeah. of like uh, of a group of people. Yeah, so. it's not discriminating against white people. It's just saying that there are groups that don't feel they feel marginalized, and so awareness of diversity in the workplace or wherever mm-hmm. is important because it teaches us that not everybody is white. Not everybody is black. Not everybody is Christian. Not everybody is trans or gay. Yeah, we're all exactly. different, and we're all part of that human and that family. And should be celebrated. And we should all celebrate our diversity. Yeah, exactly. Yes, there's power in that diversity rather than weakness. And when we unite and we, we work together, there's there's progress and there's success. Right. Exactly. So it's not diminishing somebody being white. Your whiteness is still. White. Right. It's still yeah. good. It's still there. It's still there. And it's it's always going to be there. Yeah. But it's just there are people different than other Caucasian men, women out there. It's you know, the, the otherizing, what? otherize those people over there and these people. I wish they would stop otherizing everybody and just put us all in a group yeah. and know that within that group, there's differences. Yeah. Some exactly. are girls, some are boys. Some be born boys, they feel like girls. Some born girls feel like boys. Some people are gay. Some people are bisexual. Some people are black. Some people are white. Some people are Asian. Some people are Indian. Some people are all human in the end. So (laughs) I'm just using this as examples. You know, we're all human beings. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What were you going to say, Chris? Because I know you. Um, 
So my primary opinion, especially when it comes to DE&I, is that it's very sad how this ideology has been taken over by stark right conservatives because DE&I has never been even really making specific policies. DE&I has always been about having the conversation and having a dialogue with individuals that are not primarily included in those dialogues. And the reason why I can give an example is I work in promotions, the lowest ranking position in the totem pole at Cox Media Group right now in radio. I have had more conversations with executive level individuals through the channels of DE&I as a white individual as a white man, I've had more conversations with vice presidents. I've had more conversations with um, program directors and every other level of the organization, primarily about how to inform them of being better at their job. Because not every single person knows everything. There are some yeah. people who have a very good understanding of a lot of things, but nobody knows everything. So, and to be in that high, high position and having pretty much everybody around you being your yes men, having the ability to have a conversation with people who probably will not have the same opinion as what you are having is extremely crucial to bettering the world for, for making it a more inclusive and kind space. So what the these individuals are doing it is not getting rid of, of of programs quote unquote you're completely retracting the entire invitation of dialogue that you have been given to these yeah. individuals who feel as though they have been marginalized which in every sort of the fact is just messed up so in a sense you're like uh, we were saying let's talk about it meanwhile on the people on the right are just like you know What's there to talk about, or I don't know. Uh, yeah. Just talking in general, you know, is what. Well, what I want to talk about. about a different bill that I actually just saw um, coming up on the uh, the because we have Spectrum Spectrum Bay News Nine playing above you. <laughs> I saw a really happy bill that was introduced from, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So this bill would um, fine those who release balloons in the air out of either celebration or for somebody's funeral. And I absolutely love that bill because you should not release balloons, plastic, trash in the atmosphere in any regard. And this is absolutely off topic, but I'm going to bring it to a different topic or not a different topic, but I'm going to bring it a little bit more on topic. When I die, I want my death to be a very positive thing for the environment. When you die, your energy is supposed to be given back to the world. If you release something that is going to kill another living being, you aren't releasing your energy into the world. You are constricting it. So in a most spiritual level, this law is amazing. Yeah, because the balloons don't go to heaven. They don't. 
They go, they go into the ocean. I mean, I know that everybody yeah. thinks they do, but they don't. They go into the ocean they and they kill the ocean. They animals. Go into the, they land to the ground. Animals eat them, but they get trapped in birds' throats. They, uh, it's, it's bad. It's bad for the environment. Yeah. I, had, I had this incredible experience where I got to go out with the Makasuki. Um, I'm going to mispronounce this. So my apologies to the, this Indian group, but the Makasuki Indian tribe down in the Miami um, area, the Alligator Alley area. Um, I got to go on an airboat ride with um, part of the community, and it was actually a two-spirited LGBTQ um, Houston Cypress. He's down there. He's amazing if you ever get down there. But he took me out, and they... I can't count the number of balloons we we found on the way. And what was happening was you get people from Miami, Lauderdale, that would let balloons up and they would float into the Everglades. That's where they would come down. And you have wildlife there that doesn't need balloons in, in the waters. It's heartbreaking because yeah. um, Sean took me out on one of his clients' jet skis. And um, shout out to, to Medina, by the way. Um, and... We would go around to like the different smaller intercoastal areas and there is just so much trash, so much plastic, so much glassware, so much stuff. And yeah, some of it is degradable and some of it will go away, but a large portion of it won't and it's going to end up in the stomach of another animal. And I saw a jellyfish for the first time a little bit ago, uh, like a couple months ago. I couldn't discern the difference between what was the jellyfish and a, the plastic bag that was 20 feet away. And that's something that is absolutely heartbreaking because jellyfish and among other animals are s- suppliers of food. They people or excuse me, uh, animals need to be able to make the dissertation of food and not food and killing them to celebrate in quotations isn't something that's right. And so shout out to the Florida legislator for potentially um, passing that legislation to ban that type of stuff, because that is that's truly disgusting. I don't I don't think anybody should be releasing balloons. And if you are planning on releasing balloons, um, don't. Yeah, I so, guess. So what's the punishment, you think? If you It was a fine. Them? It was a just fine, a fine. Okay. It's not imprisonment. Yeah. It's not like, you know, the death penalty to them, which, you know, death to them. But, you know, um, let's go into a music break. This is Island Song by Zach Brown Band right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show.
pass me the rum And we can find somebody who can play the steel drums And if you like this beat, then everybody dance with me We got the ladies to the left, the fellas to the right And everybody's faded at the tiki bar tonight And we're all gonna dance to the rhythm of the waves While we drink Bacardi by the bonfire flames If you really wanna know where you can find me I'll be unwinding Down in the islands, down in the islands, yeah, sure Lose track of your timing Grab a drink listening to the only LGBTQ radio show in Tampa Bay, The Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF. It's a little bit funny, this feeling inside. I'm not one of those who can easily much money, but boy, if I did, I'd buy a big house where we both could live. If I was a sculptor, but then again, no, or a man who makes potions and travel and show. I know it's not much, but it's the best I can do. My gift is my song, and this one's for you. And you can tell everybody this is your song. It may be quite simple, but... Now that it's done I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind That I put down the words I want 
of the verses Well, they've got me quite cross But the sun's been quite kind While I wrote this song It's for people like you that Keep it turned on So excuse me for getting But these things I do You see I've forgotten If they're green or they're blue Anyway, the thing is What I really mean Yours are the sweetest eyes I've ever seen And you can tell everybody This is the song You're in the world I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind That I put down in the world How wonderful life is While you're in the Tampa Bay. This is Joanna Grosso from the Big Gay Radio Show. In an effort to promote good mental health, here's your good LGBTQIA plus news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In Indiana, the U.S. Supreme Court on January 16th declined to hear an Indiana case on whether schools can bar transgender students from using a bathroom that reflects their gender identity. The justices, in a brief order, denied a request from a central Indiana school district to hear the case, which centers around a now teenage trans boy identified in court documents as AC, who was barred from using the boys' restroom at his former middle school, The Hill reported. Represented by the American Civil Liberties Union of Indiana, an adolescent trans boy and his parents filed a lawsuit against the Metropolitan School District of Martinsville in December 2021 for failing to provide him with the access to bathrooms consistent with his gender in violation of his rights under the Title IX, the law prohibiting sex discrimination at educational programs, as well as an equal protection clause of the 14th Amendment. In an August 2023 opinion, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals found the school district policy did likely violate the students' rights under the Title IX and equal protection. In national news, President Joe Biden on January 10th announced his nomination of Judge Melissa DuBose to serve on the U.S. District Court for the District of Rhode Island, where she would be the first person of color and the first LGBTQ judge. If DuBose is confirmed in the U.S. Senate, along with Nicole Berner, who was nominated to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, the Biden-Harris administration will have appointed 11 openly LGBTQ judges to serve on the federal branch, tying with the number of who were appointed over two terms by former President Barack Obama. In Florida, a law 
lawsuit can move forward against a Florida Panhandle school district over its removal of books about race and LGBTQ plus identities from library shelves, a federal judge ruled January 10th. U.S. District Judge T. Kent Weatherall II, based in Pensacola, ruled that the writers group Pen America publisher Penguin Random House banned authors and parents have standing to pursue their claims under the First Amendment's free speech protection while denying a claim under the 14th Amendment's equal protection clause. The federal lawsuit alleges that the Escambia County School District and its school board are violating the First Amendment through the removal of 10 books. The lawsuit says that the removal stem from objections from one language arts teacher in the county and in each case the school board voted to remove the books despite recommendations from a district review committee that deemed them educationally suitable. The teacher's formal objections to the books appear to draw on materials compiled by a website that creates reports on books it deems ideologically unsuitable for children according to the lawsuit. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your good LGBTQ plus news for the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grosso on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hi everyone, this is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gate community calendar. It's opening week for Jobsite Theater as they present Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater through February 11th. This is a must-see show with an incredible cast. Get tickets and more info at jobsitetheater.org. On Sunday the 21st, get those forks ready. It's a Sugar Shane's Pudding Cakes pop-up bakery at Arcane Aleworks from 2 to 7. The event will feature 20 cheesecakes, 8 flavors of banana pudding, and you can even build your own cheesecake. Arcane Aleworks is located at 2480 East Bay Drive in Largo. Found Family Collective is having its first ever wellness and resource fair for our LGBTQ plus community. Reserve your spot now for Monday, February 5th from 5 to 8.30 at the Allendale United Methodist Church in St. Pete. You can RSVP and get all the details by visiting the Found Family Collective's Facebook page. And wrestling fans, Saturday the 27th, Effie is coming to town for the Big Gay Brunch 8. You can get a full list of the matches and tickets by visiting biggaytampa.eventbrite.com. This has been your Tampa Bay Gay community calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. Ever wish that you could time travel? Well, with WMNF, you can. To listen back to your favorite shows, just go to WMNF.org or the WMNF app. Click on the broadcast schedule under programming and boom, time travel. Go to any show to hear the latest and greatest at any time. It's like DVR, but for your radio, where music, news, and culture collide. WMNF.org and the WMNF app. Mark your calendars, Tampa Bay. The Big Gay Radio Show has announced that WMNF's Big Gay Bingo is back at Cocktail. Join us Monday, February 12th at Cocktail St. Pete for a night of bingo fun hosted by Alexis De La Mer. Balls start dropping at 8 o'clock. For more information, visit the Big Gay Radio Show's Facebook page.
top of the morning. We are WMNF Tampa. Listen on air at 88.5 FM, online at WMNF.org, and on the free WMNF app. Now here's more of the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. I have been your show twink here, Chris Gorman, joined by the energetic Esme Russell and the bodacious Brian Hankson. Good morning. (laughs) And we've also had a very special guest, Rachel Cavello. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, before we go and give it to the amazing Slow Burn, who's going to give our commute one of the best mixes of all time, where can people find uh, where to find your events and all the things that you are personally doing? Like, where's your social media and all that stuff? So uh, check out Outcoast.com, Outcoast Florida on social media um, and then for the liquor lounge events uh, it's liquor lounge lick her don't forget to put lick her not liquor lick her lounge um, and um, check out the comedy show coming up on the 28th yes and all that is on the big gay radio show's yes. facebook page including a link to the liquor lounge facebook page so if you want to go ahead and see the liquor lounge you know liquor i don't even know her but second <laughs> like, time I made that joke. <laughs> liquor pop. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the reason why I made that joke twice now is because I was sitting um, in, I was in I was 14 years old and this senior came up to me and made that joke. And I, I thought it was the worst joke that I've ever heard in my entire life. And I'm like, I think you're inappropriate and you need to stop. But anyways, that was 14 is that why we had to hear it twice? Yes. Okay. Because, you know, I'm inappropriate, and that's what I do. It's, it's, uh, that, uh, whatever I can do to be the most inappropriate person on WMNF is what I want to do. It's a great goal. I, I think that, you know, having the allure of every week not knowing what I'm going to say next is an important lure. Right, Esme? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because you'll never know what what the big gay radio show is going to talk about next. And we we take a lot of twists and turns when we're doing the show. A lot of times we're going in one direction and boom, (laughs) it becomes something else. We do that all the time. Like DEI to balloons. Yeah. DEI to balloons. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a legislative change. I, I, I trashed on the fact that there is a, a, some legislative changes that I disagree with, and I got to show some love to those who I do agree with. You know, a broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. So, Miss Esme Russell, where are you heading this weekend? So, I'll be at Bradley's on Friday, and Sunday is my big uh, um, Disney villain brunch at Show Bar, and that brunch is starts at... Two o'clock. Mm, fun, fun, fun. Yes. And Mr. Brian, you said you had um, a softball thing that you're that's going on, right? What is the softball thing? Oh, there's a new player clinic going on. Uh, it, uh, you have to register for it on uh, online, which I believe is suncosoftball.org slash new player info. Uh, 
if that's not right, just go on the uh, Suncoast Softball League page and you'll find the link to register for it. But you have to register for it. And that clinic is this week. So if you want to join in on the Softball League and join in on all the fun that I've been having. If you want to break your balls, ankle like Brian does. Like... Hey, hey. You know, team sports are are, are very fun. They I mean, build camaraderie, especially when it's gay. So, um, so it's always yes. nice to play with people's balls. It is. Yes. Yeah. And sticks. Balls and sticks. <laughs> That's what Brian does every week. I prefer right. to paddle. <laughs> okay. I- I well, forget that's what it, that sports sold. No, it's not it. As may we still got two more minutes. Um, <laughs> I, I saw you get quiet. I said, well, maybe we're close to the end. No, that that I, that uh, was quiet because I was processing how I wanted to respond to the paddle comment. So uh, believe me, I I get the are you pitcher or catcher? I'm like before mm. I before we we wrap it up. Um, I want to tell uh, a real quick joke. Um, so one of my friends, Robin Williams. Um, pulled me off to the side during the first event that I ever did with Come Out St. Pete. And she asks me, you know how guys are free-balling when they're not walking around with underwear? What do you call a woman who does that? A free-flapper. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyways, this has been uh-huh. the Big Gate Radio Show. Thank you so much for listening. If that, nobody has told you yet, you are loved, you are special. And thank you so much for supporting everything that these gays do. We got bad jokes for you for days. I'm going to send this over to Slow Burn. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. Thank you so much for supporting us. Good night. Good night. Good night.